after the show, it's the after party. We wanna party. The after party podcast with Freddie Mac and Matt. All righty then. Hey yo. Episode thirty-seven. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I thought you were the yawn. Oh, see, I shouldn't even mention it. Episode 37, The After Party. Yes, you. God. My name is Freddie Mac. I'm Nat Ali. What a day. Wow. Today's been a crazy day. It's a lot of craziness today. Um, <clears throat> 420. We keep talking about 420, but neither you and I smoke weed at all or ever have really been big weed smokers. Not big at it, no. No. I've taken a few times. There but. was one time in my life where I would take one hit, two hits of weed Every day for like months, but it would take me um, like a month to go through one joint. I would just take one little hit and, and like then put like, it out. yeah, then like two hits and put it out. And then just, every night I just like a little, little hit of this really dank hydroponic weed that my friend would grow. Okay. And, um, and then I don't know, that was over 10 years ago that mm-hmm. that phase ended. And I haven't really done the weed very much since then. Yeah. So. I guess it kind of involved like it's the it's smoking edibles. I think those all kind of go in the same under the same umbrella of 420 and celebrating it and mm-hmm. whatever. There's a whole. I heard someone on my Instagram story, a, a friend of mine from college, use the phrase cannabis community. Yeah. So it's like a world of like it's it's a whole community of people out there that are really hardcore about it. Not that I'm surprised, but I didn't realize there was like a name for it. I guess Me either. Know. Cannabis community. It sounds like officially official. I know. You know, so well, hey, it's, man, do you think? It's totally official. Like uh, I like worked. I've like worked in weed for I did used to work in weed. I did for like three years. Yeah. And a bunch of my friends grow and sell or don't they don't they're not like drug dealers. I mean that too. But like they um. Like have dispensaries and make ganja. Was it's called ganja? But they're like edibles and make, just put weed All in everything, types. you know, and like and here, salves and stuff. Here's the thing too. I think that it's still um, sometimes people miss it or don't think about it. You know, maybe somebody that, for example, that's like against weed. Oh, it's a drug. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people, and I know some people too that um, that use it for anxiety, medical re- other medical reasons. Yeah. And it really, truly helps truly them. Truly helps, Calms yeah. them down. It it does what it's supposed to do. Because, I mean, all, let's be honest. Like, all drugs have a medical, to some extent, have a medical um, reasoning for using. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were meant for good. People abuse them, and yes. they're, they're used wrong. <laughs> but all these drugs and all these things are... Um, they're for they're supposed to be for good purpose. They're supposed to serve good purposes. Yeah, so I think you that, know, weed does do that too. I know weed was. This is like the t- the tale as old as time. Like the lifelong discussion of like weed is natural comes from the earth. Right. All this other like pharmaceutical bullshit that's made out of disgusting synthetic stuff that yeah. is like changing people's brain waves like legit. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. um, like you know what's crazy? What's that? There was a study done um 2019. Early, uh, maybe 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 2018, mm-hmm. where all of the mass shootings that had happened in the past decade, yeah, like the main common denominator that all of the predominantly young white men had in common was that they were all taking these pharmaceutical drugs. Mm-hmm. That was like 100 percent of the people who committed these mass shootings were all taking this like say, were all on some sort of pharmaceutical drug going, was involved. Going 
crazy. Yes. Essentially. Isn't that messing great? with their brain? Yeah. You know? I believe that. I know. Not to yeah. make it not to take it too deep, but it's like It makes sense. Well. No, sure for sure. It, it really does make sense. So I people mean, ain't smoking weed and getting chainsaws out and smash doing mass shooting, you know what I'm just that's, saying. That's a fact. That's a fact. Just saying. Were they high on weed doing these things? No, I don't think so. You high on the weed? No, nah, man. My mom once, I remember one time in like high school, I got caught smoking weed. And my mom was like, you smoking dope last night, Natalie? Dope. <laughs> Mind you, a woman who I've been drinking and smoking cigarettes in front of since I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm 17. And all of a sudden she's like, smoking dope? I'm like, yeah. really, Cause mom? Because it's a drug. No, but I'm never right? good at smoking weed. I just remember being like, I took one hit and I didn't like it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. God. It was something about it being weed. I know. It's I think it's different just like, from cigarettes. It's just generational. Like our parents grew up and like it was deemed really, really bad. Right, and, right. and like cigarettes and booze wasn't. And now it's like the opposite is happening, yeah. you know? Dare. Just say no. <laughs> like all of that. To shit. keep a kid off drugs. Yeah. Dare. To keep a kid off dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just I'm I'm glad that we just evolve as a as a hope, hopefully we're all evolving, continuing to evolve as a world, as a community, as a yeah. human race. I think know? we really are. It's going. It's and, not all bad. Just no, it's really relax. not. We it's all like we're going in so many different directions, and it's happening in such a convoluted way. But I think that's the way humanity has been since forever. Always, you yeah. know. So for sure. Um, Number one, thank you so much to. The Northside Yacht Club for dropping up the Capri Sun of Anarchy. Yo, shout out to you guys. Beach drinks supporting this uh, podcast today. And actually, a couple weeks ago, so um, Tim and Toria of the after or what of the Hot List here at Q one or two in Cincinnati um, talked about them. And but we talked about Capri Suns, and also I just went to the Northside Yacht Club really recently, first time in a while, to eat the food, and it was delicious. If you're in the Cincinnati area, get your buns to Northside Yacht Club. I'm excited to go. It's good. Um, it's outside seating. It's distance. And it's great. I have yet to go, but that um, adult Capri Sun they said today. Oh my goodness! Um, I got to get there and try that. They're good. So, also, Jerry's Jug House also has amazing drinks to go. They're they're made in jugs. They're like this, Freddie. Yeah. But I think it's probably the same bag. I think they have ones that are a little bigger too. Mm-hmm. They're great. Nah, man, get you one. You want to talk about? We never really talked about. Um, the inseams yesterday on shorts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you worried about? We did. Do you want? Do we talk about it a lot? Maybe I'm drunk already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Northside Yacht Club. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, Stewart, who dropped them off, did say, "Yo, be careful. Those will get you." So I didn't start till we were like done on air. You're supposed to be uh, playing volleyball tonight or whatever. He oh, was that's like, fine. This will make. Oh me fine. yeah, this will make. Uh, yeah. This will make your volleyball interesting. No, it'll be. Um, I play volleyball in. Uh, two hours. It'll be fine. You know what, though? Sorry. So, like, years ago, I was bartending at this bar, and a bunch of the uh, couple, like a group of regulars, asked me to play on their volleyball team. And they were like, this is a serious team. Like, we take it seriously. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. So do I. I'm really competitive. I'll take it seriously, too. Right. And I used to play, like, select volleyball when I was a kid. So I was like, okay. He gives you this air, this attitude of like I'm better than the rest. I'm really not, as it turns out, not even close. I can't <laughs> jump at all. My knees hurt. I complain a lot. It's anyway. So the very first game, you want to be competitive, but you're right. I'm competitive, but, but I'm competitive, but my um in your mind, but my talent doesn't match yeah. my attitude. See, it's all in the head when it comes to this. Anyway, so we um 
our very first game was on my birthday, and I had spent my on July thirteenth, and I had spent my entire day on a boat. Okay, like drinking beers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. I see where this is going. <laughs> so then we get to the game, and like because my family is so rad and crazy. My mom was there. My little brother was there. My dad was there at the game. Like, mm-hmm. Natalie's birthday. You're in the volleyball Yay! game. We haven't seen you playing so long. And yeah. I'm like, y'all are great. We play this game, and I get there, and I'm an hour early on accident. And and they're, That's how drunk you were? And, well, no, just listen. No, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> hell to my own, just sipping light beer all day. And, um, sure. And so I, like, get a beer when I get there, and... I'm like waiting for everybody. They finally show up. And the first thing they say to me is, yo, you drinking beer already? This is uh, so this isn't a beer. Like we take this seriously. Then we start playing. I played maybe the best game of volleyball I've ever played in my entire life and just crush. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, they were like, oh, well, I'm glad you're on the team. And I was like, I play better than everybody else on the court. Surprisingly. You surprised yourself, too. I did. That one time. That was a gift from God. That was God like, today's your birthday, girl. You can't make a bad impression. There you go. Do you think the beers helped? I have no... Maybe, because I was just like let loose. Yeah. I don't really know, but it was a really great day. So that's what's going to happen tonight with volleyball. I remember as a kid, this is... I was a kid, so it wasn't involving alcohol. And it also wasn't my birthday, but I used to play like uh, Boys and Girls Club Uh uh, football. Really? You know, Pop Warner football, essentially. Wait, I don't know what that is. Boys and girls do not play football in my no, 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 life. No, no, no. It's not. It's not um, co-ed. Oh, okay. It's just the boys and girls club. Oh, okay. And then under the boys' sports was football. So okay. it was like Pop Warner, essentially, like little kids playing football, different weight classes. Okay. And I remember we had a preseason game out in um, Virginia, Northern Virginia. It was like. Two hours from my house, essentially. It was like far away. A game that didn't really matter, but it was like because it was like preseason. We got all the way out there. You know, my brother had his game, and then I had my game later in the afternoon. Going to get ready, change my clothes and everything, put on my pads, get ready to freaking go and warm up. Realize I forgot my sports goggles. <laughs> Little Freddie Mac, the biggest smile from shoulder pad to shoulder pad <laughs> was going to have matching sports goggles. Yeah. Underneath your helmet. Yeah, yeah. I had a whole system too, because I would like put oh. I would put the strap around my head, sit the glasses kind of on the top of my head. You know, yeah. when you walk into a store, you put your glasses up on top of mm-hmm. your head, put them like that, and then in order like for the strap to not get all messed up with my ear and stuff, I would this is how I would do it: put it on top of my head, and then put my helmet down on top, and the helmet would bring the glasses down right, or the goggles right in place. You know, minor little minor adjustment, but it would yeah. be fine. You know. Doesn't matter for this game because I forgot him at home. Your Rex so, Specs. Did you call him Rex Specs? Well, I couldn't. No, I just called him Sports Goggles. Right. But I couldn't use, I didn't have them and I couldn't wear my regular glasses because they'd get broken or whatever. You know, I hurt, could hurt myself. Best game I ever had. Really? Could hardly see. Oh my God. I had like three touchdowns, <laughs> a bunch of tackles. Man, it was like the best game ever. Oh my God. And if everything was blurry, couldn't see squat. <laughs> I remember catching a ball. I was I caught a touchdown pass over my head. I just jumped up and like my arms are above my head straight out. And I caught the ball. I couldn't even see it. Like it's just like how I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. And I just jumped up and somehow the timing, I put my hands together, caught the ball, and I was like, I caught it. <laughs> and like ran it into the for a touchdown. 
Best game ever. See? Never had another game. And I had good games, but yeah. never anything went on that level. God. That was the best game I Dude, ever had. Okay, that's when your intuition comes out and mm-hmm. you don't need, that's when like your soul is shining and your soul is like, oh, yo, boy, we got this. You need to lean on me more. I guess. <laughs> My soul way was like, go. we got this, I think. I think. How, wait, <laughs> hold, how old were you? Um, 14. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's such a big deal when you're 13. Man. I was like, Dad, I don't have my goggles. Well, what are you telling me for? (laughs) I I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. Is there enough time for you to run home and get them for me or something? You know, a kid. I don't know. It's an hour and a half. He was like, just next time, remember. (laughs) Remember. You know, it was like, it was like a lesson learned <laughs> yeah. for him. Like yeah. he's gonna teach me something. So I was just like, I was so nervous. Like, what am I gonna do? Uh, best game ever. Ah, Brady doesn't need any limitations. Something kicked in. Damn. Fast forward, you know, ten plus years later, I got LASIK surgery. So Damn. <laughs> I learned Wait, my lesson. But so, did you have gla- glasses when you were in college and stuff? No, by then I had uh, contacts. Contacts. I, had, I got contacts when I was like 15, 16. Mm. Yeah, my mom didn't want me to have those either. She was scared. Contact. My mom's not the type to put things in her eye. That's scary. It's well, yeah. put to me. In my it was eye. it was yeah. nothing. Once you get the hang of it, oh, boom, boom, bap, bap, bap. It's easy. A lot of people are scared putting fingers in their eyes and stuff. But mm. if you do it the way you're supposed to, you're not going to hurt yourself. Mm. My mom is very cri- critical of the. <laughs> she's like, I don't. Well, you're only going to wear them when you play basketball. You're not going to wear them all the time. Plus, they they started my out with like a limited supply. So uh, I didn't have a whole lot. You know, you wear them like two weeks, three weeks at a time. Were yours disposable or? No, nah, these were reusable ones. You put them in the case at night yeah, and um, wear them the next day. So I had a whole system down and everything. But yeah, once I got the contact, oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. Shit. Yeah. The days of breaking my glasses in a youth basketball game were over. <laughs> <laughs> Such a loser. My glasses get knocked off, sliding across the floor. No, that's not. That's what happens to every kid who wears glasses when they're younger. Yeah, because they always... So well, I feel the like, goggles like were so embarrassing. Uh, exactly. It's I feel like because they never want to wear the goggles, so they're embarrassing. So they wear the glasses, and they always get fucked up. Yeah. And at that time, I was too young for contacts. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. But, you know, it, it's cool. It happens. When I was younger, I like w- thought it was a boy. Really wanted to be a boy. Had really big buck teeth and a bowl cut with a colic in the middle of it. And I cussed. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I would always like. Cu- I think that was my defense mechanism. Yeah. You know, I would always like say like "damn it" when I was like seven at school. You know. Yeah. So it's okay, which is even worse than having glasses. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. Because I had glasses as a kid, so I'm like, no, that was the worst thing. People call me four eyes. Like, who are these kids? Uh, well, you know, just is kids, that what you man. get bullied? It's for? way worse now. I yeah, know. it's way worse now. At least I, we didn't have social media when I was that young. God, I can't imagine. I got bullied for being poor a couple times, and that mm. bothered me. I always went to rich kid schools, and we were definitely not even close to being rich. So, was it paid tuition type of school, or was it yeah. just neighborhood? Okay. Yeah, but still, like we. I don't know. Like, I remember in the seventh grade, um, somebody said something about, like, my shoes. And I was like, mm. oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. We had, like, moved across town. I went to, like, a rich kid school. Whatever. Anyway. It's weird how, like, kids now, but... are so materialistic, you know, because, you know, people in my school, we talked about, people talked about, like, my clothes or my shoes or, you know, oh, like, it was it was so stupid, right, where I'm wearing a sports jersey. This other kid in my class, he was wearing a sports jersey, but his was authentic. 
right? It was the more expensive one with the, oh, yeah. the letters and the name and all were all stitched on there. And mine was like replica or whatever you want to call or it. Or just not, yeah. It wasn't the super, super expensive one because my parents were just not about to spend $300 on a freaking jersey Dude. for me to wear to school. And it was dress down day because I was in private school, right? Yeah. So it was just, they're not spending that kind of money. And so the kid, he would talk about me or like other kids that wore the unauthentic quote unquote jerseys. He was a douchebag, man. I'm but sure he still is a douchebag. Probably. He couldn't read, so. <laughs> I'm going to throw him on. Okay, first of all. I would say his name, but I'm what not. What grade I, were you in when he couldn't read and he was still, how does one progress through school was, at a um, private school? It's yeah. different than the. Well, I don't know what he had been doing. This was my first year at this school. So this was eighth grade. And we would have English class or literature or whatever. And we would have to read. The teacher would go around the room. Everyone read a paragraph of whatever story or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got to him. And he would always, you know, pretend like he lost his place on the page. Oh, God. That was Every single time. Yeah. But that was because he couldn't read or couldn't pronounce like certain words. In the seventh grade? Eighth grade. Yeah. Dude. Okay, what? so McDonald's announced on Monday that it's. Wait, where am I? Oh, uh, I remember. And then people would be like collaborating, like call out where he, you know, where he should be on the page. He would just yeah. every single time though, and multiple times throughout that one paragraph, he would quote unquote lose his oh, pace on the. You told me about this kid before. Oh yeah, he was a douche. He was a douche. F that guy. Yeah, man. So, you know what's crazy? God bless him. But... Is I was like that too, but I now um, speak publicly for a job. On all mm-hmm. platforms. It's crazy. But I was really bad at public speaking. I was really bad at reading aloud when I was a kid. It was my least favorite thing. Oh, really? Ever. Like, I, I couldn't do it. It's kind of funny you mentioned that, like, reading out loud. Just now we're fine at it, right? Yeah. Somehow we just grow. Uh, I saw one of my friends tweeted yesterday, to all the teachers that moved my seat, please know my voice gets me paid now. Hey, yo. And I retweeted. I was hey, like, yo, hey, this hey, right hey, here, hey, hey. you know, because all the teachers <laughs> always move my desk. I could never be in the group. In elementary school and stuff, they would never leave my, I had, my desk was over next to the board, next to the teacher's desk. Caused my parents so many headaches because I was just always talking in class and all that kind of stuff. I could not keep quiet. You know, Save. I was bored, I guess. Yeah, but you got your desk moved and stuff? Always. No way. I was never in the group. Never. And if I was, it wouldn't last very long. Like, it started out that way in the beginning of the school year. By, like, Wednesday, I'm not in the group anymore. First with Wait, the school. do you mean group, like, reading groups or, like, just no, the class like, in general? No, cluster of desks together. Like, this group of four, this group of four, and that was just the seating oh. assignment. <laughs> you know, elementary school. And I, they would say, all right, Frederick, move your desk to the next to the board. Ours were always in So lines. I had to slide my desk over. And it would depend on the teacher and how they designed the class. But if yeah. there were groups, which most of my uh, classes were through elementary school, I couldn't, I could never stay in the group. Oh so, my God. to all my teachers, let's go second grade. All right. I had, <laughs> no. <laughs> all of y'all, look who's got the last laugh. <laughs> Line them up. Had a teacher in seventh grade. Oh my God. Oh, I got His stories. Capri Suns got me going. This is so funny. I was, um, Let's see, like kind of the same, but also not. I didn't like getting in trouble as much as I did. And um, and but at the same time, we're like press authority so much. Mm-hmm. And I definitely get that from my parents. But my parents, like even though we all, I went to the same schools my parents did. I guess okay. Cincinnati, it's traditional. This is what you do sure. in the city, you know. Yeah. And um, But at the same time, my mom was always like, fuck that. Like my mom was always like, fuck that. <laughs> 
Like when we were kids and boys weren't allowed to get their ears pierced, my mom pretty much made my brother get his ears pierced just to be like, fuck oh, you. Oh, so you learned it from home. Yeah. Bucking, bucking authority. Yeah, right? dude, that's my uh, 100%. Mm. Yes. My Complete mom, okay. My mom, this is a true story. My mom, take my mom, my stepdad, we're on vacation somewhere. Uh, we go bowling and we go to this bowling alley and they're like, the line's like two hours, like tourist bowling, right? Mm -hmm. My mom somehow flirts and finesses her way to get us, our group of 12, in the line first. And the, all of a sudden these like bowling alley attendants are like, okay, my mom was a model when she was younger. She's, she was gorgeous, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we get, we get our bowling lanes. My mom drinks a bunch of beer and starts doing, not that she was drunk, but I think that gave her the confidence to do cartwheels down the bowling lane towards the pins. My mother. Yo, it's mad slippery. My mom is in charge of 10 children that she brought on vacation is doing if she, cartwheels down the bowling <laughs> yo, if lane. she breaks her arm, how are we getting home? What We're the thinking about, are you kidding me? Then we did a Chinese fire drill on the way home. Everyone made it out safe. It was fine. Jeez, man. Nah, my, my family was abide by the rules, listen to your teachers, do as you're told, respect authority, follow the rules. When an adult's talking, you don't talk. Oh, we're like polite. it was just very strict. We were very not that you were not that you didn't have manners or anything, but like yeah, just your mom was always. <laughs> we're, we're we're you know bucking the, authority essentially, at the, right? At the bot at the end of it all, it was always like, "Yo, free will, fuck them. Let's do what we want to do." My dad was a police officer. It was that was not happening. <sighs> Had his teacher. Okay, so last story. Uh, seventh grade. I was still in public school at this time, and my English teacher. I just don't think she liked me. I don't know what the deal was. Like, I just felt you like. You your gut on that? I guess. I can't really think of a reason. She was always, like, messing with me, it seemed like. I was always in, every little thing I did, I was in trouble for. Which I didn't feel like, okay, that wasn't that serious. Mm. It's not like I pulled the fire alarm. Like, I'm talking to my classmate. You know, so she would always tell my mom. <laughs> God, I hate this phrase to this day. He's, he was off task. He was not on task today. To the point where my mom typed up a daily report for me to print out and give to my teacher every day. It was like mm, 10 questions or something like that. My teacher had to, did, Fre did Frederick follow instructions today? Was Frederick talking in class? Are my you mom kidding me? Wrote, my mom <gasps> wrote this out. Freddie. My mom wrote this out and my teacher had to give like a little short answer for each question Wait, so you're... at the end of class every day. So I had to get that paper signed by my teacher every day, my English teacher. Okay, now I'm retrospect. So pretty much your teacher was working for your mom. Your teacher must have Kinda. hated your mom. Your, she your hated teacher me before probably, that. No, but she your teacher like probably that. hated. That's why my mom had to do that. Yeah, but I'm sure your teacher hated having to do that as well. Probably. She was, she was, she was annoying. She always kept saying I was off task and kept sending notes home. So my mom was like, all right, well, I don't want her to keep sending her own notes. I'm going to make a progress report. Oh. And, send, and I had to get it signed every day. If I didn't oh, get it signed, I was, I was immediately in trouble. Okay, Because it was like, why didn't you get it signed? And to the point where my if I didn't give it to my teacher, because I knew I was bad that day or something, I was, <laughs> I was really talking in class, my teacher would say, oh, stay after class. Like, remember, I got to sign your form. And she would make sure Playing she signed my game. form. Oh yeah. So this teacher used to always say I was off task. I wasn't on task. You're not on task, Frederick. You're not on task. And I hate those words to this day. They ring in my ear like a bee. You know what's so funny? Because to me, you are the most like on task person in my like. I just you seem so on task. Maybe she did teach me something. She taught me to be on task. Sure, whatever. Do you think you're on task now, Ms. Thomas? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I was on task then. I think I can yeah. multitask. <laughs> 
Oh! Why did I use that excuse oh! back in the day? Oh! Gosh, I'm gonna call my mom right now. You remember that teacher? Damn. <laughs> you know what you taught me, mom? You taught me how to multitask. They think they y'all say guys can't multitask. No, 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 no. You wrote the book on multitasking. Shout out to Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas taught him how to off-task and be on-task at the same time. I think I taught myself, but all right, fine. I'll leave it. I'll give her some credit. It's There's fine. some impetus to those it's women fine. who are forming that. Ugh, but whatever. All right, we got to get out of here. Natalie's going to volleyball, half drunk. and Well, if you're about to be full drunk, no, it's fine. Half drunk, not even. All right, I got to pee. <laughs> Look, you can't even talk about that. All right, we out of here. Peace and love. Whatever it is you do today, make yourself proud.